Greetings and welcome back to another ongoing series of Shirman Daf Yomim. My name is Yitzchak Yatshalom. We're now on Masachet Shkalim. It's Daf Chaf Amud Aleph in the pagination that we have. This is the final podcast of the seventh parak. Halacha uh, Vav. It's marked Gimel in our Gemarot, and the Mishnayot is marked Dalit and Hey together. We're talking about coins found, and we talked about uh, pieces of meat found. Now, if you have an animal wandering around, anywhere from Yerushalayim and Migdal Eder, which is near Beit Lechem, mentioned in the story of Ruvain and Bilhah, or that direction, uh, at that distance in any direction from Yerushalayim, Zecharim uh, Olot. If you find male animals, they become Olot. The Kevot, Zivchei Shalim, females, that must be Shlamim. If you find an animal that could be a Pesach, like a lamb or a goat, which is male, and within its year, uh, and it's within 30 days of Pesach, it's a Pesach. Originally, the Beit Din would then take a pledge from the person who found the animal, until he brought the Nesachim with it, which he had to provide. So people would bring the animal and run away. Why they want to pay extra? So they made a rule that the tzibur uh, pays for the nesachim. Uh, we will, this is part of uh, one of seven takanot made for the benefit of the korbanot. We'll read the rest later on. He says you don't actually bring the animals. You then sell the animal and use the money and bring a korban of that sort, male or female. Uh, is sold and then brought either for Dolar Shlamim. If these things are considered Kodshim, then why are you allowed to sell it and violate Mila? Here's what simply what happened. You actually bring the animal and you follow the rove. The notion here is that, uh, that an Ola uh, can only be a Zachar, so therefore with Zachar you bring an Ola, uh, it cannot be a female, it's a female, it's Shlamim. But you could also bring a male shlamim. So how do you know this animal wasn't a shlamim? So you can't actually bring it as an olot. You redeem it, and then you rebuy the same animal as an olot. That's as we said earlier, and we're going to say it again, that they uh, made it tonight, that surplus money comes as olot, because otherwise how could you redeem this animal if it's on a balmum? Same thing, the Beit Din made a rule that lost animals that are found are brought as olot. But you're redeeming it without a mum. But you're doing a Beit Din told you to, so that's not mezid. Okay, the next Mishnah, which is marked as Gimel in uh, the continuation of Gimel, uh, and the Mishnayot is marked as Halachavav, and the Mishalmi is Zion. So, as I mentioned, this is part of a list of seven takanot. That's one of them. And now, number two. If a non-Jew sent an Ola, the only kind of korban he can send or bring, he sends it from afar, and he sends the Nesachim with it, then we bring them. But if not, the Tzibor provides the Nesachim. If a convert died, and um, we assume here he has no Yorshim, and he left animals that were designated as Vachim, if the estate has flour, etc., we use that for the Nesachim, if not, the Tzibur provides it. That's my Beitin, number four, who Al Kohen Gadol Shemait, if a Kohen Gadol died, 
that the rest of the day, the day that he died, the rest of the um, of the chavitin that are brought by the Kohen Gadol every day, one half in the morning, one half in the afternoon, is provided by the Tzibor. Rabbi Yudom Mermishel Yorshin disagrees and says his heirs have to bring it. It was brought entire, meaning normally you, and we're going to discuss this at length in the Gemara, the chavitin are brought in the morning and divided into two, half in the morning, half in the afternoon. Uh, here he says it's brought shlema. We'll see what that means. And Rabbi Yasa, Ad Anataman, when I was in Bavel, Shamat Kor, Rabbi Yudashal Shmuel, we've heard this several times already. Hefrishiklovamet, what happens if a man designates a shekel and then dies? Amarle Iplun Davan, and Shmuel told him it goes to Nedavat, which is only there to set us up for this. If a Kohen has his own Asiritaifa, a Minchat Chinuch, and it brought too much flour, what happens? Again, we saw that earlier, and that's there to get us to this. What happens if the coin gadol's regular daily asiritayfa, and uh, how does he process it? He brings it in a klichol, divides it into half, and then as makadesh, each half, one in the morning, one in the afternoon. He disagrees, makadesh the whole thing, and then divides it. Now, Matnita Pliga Rabbi Yochanan, our Mishnah seems to disagree with Rabbi Yochanan. Not our Mishnah here in Shkalim, but the Mishnah in Menachot says that if a Kohen Gadol dies in the middle of the day, half is brought and the other half is lost, which indicates that the whole thing was Kadosh, because you couldn't redeem the other half. So, Pater La, his answer would be, Shekain Afiluma Otechuliyamamelach. Rabbi Yochanan said in our Mishnah that even surplus money is going to go to Yamelach. So certainly the rest goes to Yamelach, even though it wasn't yet in a Kli Kodesh. We have another Mishnah that said, Let's say a coin got all died and another was appointed midday. So half, two halves are offered and two halves are lost, meaning that the coin Gadol had a full Asirit. Uh, Haifa, it was brought in the morning, and then the rest of it has to be destroyed, and then the new one has to bring a full one, of which half is destroyed, and the other half is brought in the afternoon, so you see that it's all Kadosh. What do we do with the second half that's going to be destroyed? We have to let it get all melty and all out of shape, and then burn it up. So you see that it's Kadosh. The Rishmael has a position that the Yisaron measure in the Mikdash was a Kli Kodesh. And therefore, when you put it into measure, automatically it was already Mikdash. But Rishmael Lakish says, but you're not Mikdash it until, uh, um, until um, uh, un- uh, that you are Mikdash it, and then you divide it in half. Okay. First time a coin does Avodah, he brings his own Asiri Taifa, and he does the worship on his own, meaning he can come in at any time, even though it's not his Mishmar, and do the worship. Echad Kohen Gadol, Echad Kohen Hedyot, Avdu Asiri Taifa Shalahem. Either one of them that did their Avodah without bringing their Asiri Taifa, meaning a regular Kohen without ever having brought it as the first time offering a Minchat Chinuch, or a Kohen Gadol who did it and that day hadn't brought it yet, Avodah Tamuk Shera. It is not Ma'akiv the Avodah, it's still valid Avodah. And Mana Boy Maymar, he wanted to say, Let's say, I'm not sure it's ever happened, that the first time a Kohen was appointed, came to do Avodah, he was also appointed as Kohen Gadol. He brings two of these 
one as is minchat chinuch and one as is regular coin gadol offering. We have in the uh, Bavli that is the opinion of Rav Chista. Rav Ravashi says there's actually three <coughs> because he says that the uh, that the Kohen that if the Kohen Gadol is doing his first avodah as a Kohen ever, he's going to bring three. One is as minchat chinuch as a regular Kohen. One is as minchat chinuch of a Kohen Gadol, and one as his avodah as a Kohen Gadol. Okay, tufine. The pasuk, you see in pasuk one on the page, describes this offering as tufinei min What does it mean? Meshat tava'at tufinei ve'en meshachari tufinei. That you uh, bake it at the time that it is uh, brought, meaning in the afternoon, and you don't do it all in the morning. We have an announcement. We told them, you're making the chavitin, make the chavit, which means the chavitin, which means in the morning it was all prepared. It means that they were telling them, this is part of where they would tell everybody uh, what to do. Um, that means that they should heat up the water in order to soften the flour, but not in order to actually bake it. First you fry it, then you bake it. is a disagreement. Two opinions of what said. The opposite. Now, tufine, this interpretation is tofenana. You bake it half raw, meaning you don't bake it fully. Rabbi Amar, Rabbi Amar, tofna rachat. You bake it soft, not too, not too crusty. Amar, tofna noy. You actually bake it what's not, tufine uh, noy, meaning you bake it pretty with some sort of, uh, um, decoration on it, as it were, uh, as it were, or very nice. So, atir ilay palvata, tkine palvata. That disagreement about how to interpret it follows this disagreement. Mande amar tufna noy, kemandamar metakna vachaka chofa. If you say it's supposed to be attractive, then first you fry it, then you bake it. If you're saying you bake it soft, first you bake it, then you fry it, so it's soft, and then it gets crusty afterwards. Now back to our Mishnah, we said that if a Kohen Gadol uh, dies, that um, that the uh, the uh, rest of the Asuri uh, Taifa comes from Mishel Tzibor, so it doesn't have to be that he died. Even if he became Tamein, couldn't do the Avodah, same thing. What if he had a mum, a mum of Aaron, he couldn't do the Avodah? Yoda ben Pazi, Dvar Dilei, Afilin Chemimum. Even in that case, it's brought Michel Tzibor, or Michel Yorshin, according to the Bar Pluta. How do we know that a coin got all died, and they didn't yet appoint a new one, that the heirs have to provide the Mincha? It's an interesting slice in the Pasuk. I might think that they would bring it also in halves. Tabudomar Otai, bring it entire. Kulamart, Rabbi Yudu, that's Rabbi Yudu. Shimon Omer, and Abba Elishil Sibur disagrees. We saw Rabbi Yudu in the Mishnah. Rabbi Shimon says, it comes from Shil Sibur, Shnerachok Olam. Mimisha Briot Shalo, Kalil Toktar, Kalil Lahaktara. Alright, so that it's fully burned up. And, Chok Olam, um, Mean, it means that it comes from the tzibur that has the brit. So he mentioned the following. Rabbi Shimon is at odds with himself. Elsewhere he said that it comes from the yorshim, the rest of the, um, uh, the chavitin. Here he said, 
Who Makshi? It's a good question. Really, we do right the tzibur should provide it. I might think that we should then make a separate collection for it. So the takana was that it comes mitzvatalishka. In other words, the takana kept it b'shel tzibur, but instead of having a special collection, it came from the regular mitzvatalishka. Rabbi Yossi Amar, Rabbi Yochanan, boy. So Rabbi Yochanan asked, Ma? And this is a kind of a strange question, but here's what he means. As I mentioned in the Mishnah, it said that when he dies, it comes Shlema. So what does that mean? Do we bring a, sh- a full one in the morning and a full one in the afternoon, meaning twice as much as usual? Does it mean you bring a full one and you split it up? Once he solves that, then he should ask this. What about the three Lugin, meaning one quarter of a hin of oil that comes with it? Does that mean you have to bring three at each time? One and a half each time, total of three. You'd have to ask this also. Would he have to bring two kmatsin of levonat? Two at each point? Or one in the morning, one in the afternoon, one for each korban. In other words, is the morning going to be a full entire korban for which for a coin god will be split over two, or is it regular? We learned the dean of Kometz from Minchat Chote. There, there's two Kometzim. Similarly, there, uh, and it should not be Minchat Chote, because it's wrong, there's only one Kometz there. It should be Lachama Panim. And there, there's two Kometzim, one from each of the cups that have the Levona. So here also, Shnei Kometzim. So, Matan so the answer is that he would ask the same question there. But the three lugim are learned from the Tamishabayim, where you bring a lamb and along with it an Asirita Aifa, and therefore one quarter of a hin or three lugim. So there you bring three lugim, same thing here. So here it's obvious to him that you bring three lugim. Okay, that's how it ends. Now we get to the next one, which is a continuation of Halacha Gimel in our Bavli, in the Mishnah, it's called Halacha Zayin, in the Yushalmi it's called Halacha Chet. <coughs> now, uh, the Takanot, the last three, five, six, and seven, Alamelech Valaitzim, they made a Takanah that's salt in the hekt, in this Hekdesh, or the wood that's Hekdesh, and the Konim can use it for their own cooking. That there is no me'ila using the ashes of the paraduma. And if you have uh, the birds, one flew away from the nest, so you don't know which achatat, which an olah, and the entire development in the second paragraph of Kinim with the probability, that the tzibor has to provide the missing one for this woman who brought a thing and the bird flew away, they have to provide it. Now the takana was that whoever is the guy who provides the birds for the mikdash sells it to the mikdash. He has to provide makeup birds if they flew away. Really, there should be meila on the um, on the para. They made a decree not to have meila. We have a bright that says that the para is called a chatat. Meila only applies to the animal while alive, but not to its ashes. So, Midaraita, there is no Meila, which is a lot more comfortable for us, because to make Xera that there's no Meila is a little strange if Midaraita there is. The answer is, really, there is no Meila. What happened is the Kohanim used to use these ashes and put them on their wounds. 
Because Rushi Maluba, so the rabbis thought that was disrespectful towards the Parah, so they said there's going to be a Gzeira of Mi'ilah. Once they backed off from using it that way, they kind of reversed the Takana. We have this earlier. That the supplier offer, uh, takes care of the missing birds that flew off or became Sulot. Okay, we'll pause at this point. We have one podcast to complete the Masachat, and that will be all of Parachet. In the meantime, I should have a wonderful day.